Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Heather's The Musical. We saw this production at Nottingham Theatre Royal on the 31st of August 2023. Based on the 1988 cult hit of the same name, with book, music and lyrics by Kevin Murphy and Lawrence O'Keefe, Heather's The Musical is directed by Andy Fickman and choreography by Gary Lloyd. So Stephen, what's it all about? Welcome to Westerberg High, where Veronica Sawyer is just another nobody dreaming of a better day. But when she joins the beautiful and impossibly cruel Heathers, her dreams of popularity may finally come true. Mysterious teen rebel JD teaches her that it might kill to be a nobody, but it is murder being a somebody. But first, our post-show opinion! There's other high school musicals, but this is the high school musical. It's Heather so much an enjoyable musical. So, with all that said, let's... Set Set the scene. scene! Right then, Heather... Would you like to set the scene for us for Heather the Musical? Heather's the Musical. Heather's, Sorry, there's more than plural. one. Yes, at Westerberg High. At Westerberg High. Hi. Hi. Set the scene. So when you walk into the auditorium. <laughs> when you walk into the auditorium, bearing in mind I've walked into two different auditoriums for this production, but the set's exactly the same. Yes. So... Where did um, you see it before? I saw it at the other palace in uh, London. Where Which it was, other palace? It, it, was, it was the other palace, not not the palace. It not was the, the other palace. palace. Not Buckingham Palace. No, it was the other palace. Oh. Yeah, it's where it had a residency in London, so I managed to see it before it closed in uh, London. Oh, dear. But where did we see this? What have we already said? We saw it in Nottingham. Did we? Yeah. Nottingham. Nottingham. Oh, yes, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, yes, I remember. And then you may have seen it again on on the, the screen, you know. Yes. So anyway, the set is basically the almost courtyard of a of a high school in America. Really, there's there's not really much more. It's, it's when got... you say courtyard, you make that sound like it's an external thing. It's inside, isn't it? It's like. I suppose it's like the. It's the, the auditorium the, of the. Uh... Well, I suppose it's more like the the sort of. The dinner hall, the the place where they hang out. It's not really a classroom, as such. It's almost like the auditorium. No, it's like the 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 area where they'd all congregate before they go to classes, really, because you don't really. See, it's not it's not a classroom as such, is it? A loitering room. A loitering area, you know. Detention area. It's like well, a communal area for 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 a school. Really. To be fair, it, it's just made to be universal. Yeah. I mean, um, versatile. Yes, that isn't it. Yeah, and when so you... not outside, basically. No, not it's outside, inside. basically. It's, so it's, the courtyard it's... is inside. Yeah, but oh, I'm got, glad like, we cleared that all. They got steps and and sort steps of... were yeah, there. Steps were there. Were they there? Yeah, they were. Oh, better the devil you know. Yeah. Well, I'm better best forgotten. Well, you definitely are. Five, six, seven, eight. Come on, talk about it. <laughs> well, it'd be a tragedy if we didn't carry on talking about this. Oh dear, there's always one for sorrow, isn't there? Right, talk about these Power Rangers and two half naked men. Well, that's not yet. Oh, we're not on. there yet. You just you just can't wait for that bit, can you? <gasps> I'm eager. So 
when we when you actually walked into the auditorium, what you saw was this, yeah, this communal area, and there was a a Westerberg High logo that would have been seen on the the football team, the soccer team, whichever you know, whatever's happening in the middle of the stage, with just a brick steps down to the floor from the middle of the of the room, just as part of the communal area, really. So you didn't really know what was going to happen. You didn't really know how the set was going to move around, but it had a, a walkway across the top of the actual back of the stage, so it, it just gave some levels to it, and the there was windows above that were frosted glass, so you couldn't really see what was happening behind. We probably didn't want to see it behind. No. Um, and Did just... it not start with a, a velvet cloth or something that came to cover it? Yeah, it, had a, it basically had the, the logo, the thing. Westerberg High logo, yeah. In in big in a in a big circular logo right in front of a, a scrim drape that dropped down. In London you don't have that. You just had oh, you just walked into that. an open open uh, communal area, you didn't have you didn't actually have any of that. Well what they do in London, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it stays in London. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Right, then what else? And what we there was also two entrances from both sides of the stage, so one stage left, one stage right. An upstage centre. Yeah, an upstage centre. And down stage right. That stage left. Are you catching your breath or going to yeah. burp or be sick? What? <laughs> I'm catching my breath. Because <laughs> I'm trying well, to. Well, I never know with things. you. There's always some kind and of. It was very American, as in you'd got two big American flags at the top just to show that this is American school that that's, that's proud of its roots, basically. Yeah. Um, talking about that, did they actually have American accents? Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. Mm. I remember now thinking back. It was it was wasn't it wasn't a thick American accent, as in really strong. It was more of a subtle, subtle one. It wasn't as yeah. Okay. And to add to the staging situation, we also had things which um, were like um, pillars on wheels. Yeah. That turned around. So one was like a candy store. Something ended up. I think that. Ended up also being the uh, kitchen for one of the Heather's houses as well. Yeah, the, the, I suppose the, what what we really pointed out is a lot of the set was revolvable. That it moved. Everything was on wheels. There was things like rol- revolvable. Revolvable. It's a new word. I'm making it up. <laughs> it does sound like. But it was little things movable. like you've got lockers at the back of stage to show the school room lockers and stuff like that, and then the next minute they would be spun around. So you had to... lockers, so they were there to show that the school had lockers. It, well, it was just to show the American style thing because a lot of schools in in England don't necessarily have. We didn't. We didn't have lockers at school. I didn't. Did you not? <laughs> Poor thing. We didn't have the full length lockers like that. We got less stuff to put in it. No, because you had to carry it around in a bloody bag and your, your shoulders hurt. We just had cages. <laughs> Was that just for you? That's for the teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only let them out in lessons. They're safety cages. There's a safe space. So I think we've covered the set pretty much um, poorly there, to be fair. If you're listening in, you probably don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think it, it, this was a production where everything was brought small on. set pieces that were brought on to to change the space. It wasn't. It was. It was almost. If you'd have took the back walls away, you you would have been a, a black stage production where you'd literally just have the the items that would show the different places you'd be in. 
Yeah, such <laughs> as you've got the um, like a farmer's gate. You've you've got the the cap cabinet Welsh dresser sort of a yeah. thing. The the um the window for the bedroom scene that was just a window and a blind and and then the bed and it's and enough. The, yeah, yeah, which is brilliant to be fair. Yeah, it, it worked really well because the stage isn't actually the space they have to perform in isn't actually that big. The actual the floor space of their stage because it's mm. actually pushed quite close to the audience. You know the mm. actual back wall yeah. of the where the where the actual um, walkway is is actually quite close up to the audience. So it's um, it, you can't really have huge pieces of things coming in and out. And it didn't. It works better without that. I think. Well, it worked for the theatre we were at. Yeah. I'm just thinking, um, did it ever go to the Leicestershire Curve? Because it'll look a bit lost on their stage. Yeah, I know they they they, they did go to Leicester oh, and did they, they did uh, yeah, and they'll they've just they just screen they just black screen it and push it forward. Yeah, because yeah, the seats are extremely high they up, are, aren't they? Yes. So they might yeah. have just not sold it. Well, they might have done. But anyway, we digress, and um, there we are. There we are. That's the end of that. Yeah. Now, so what do we do now? I can't remember what we talk about. What do we do after the set? The direction of writing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> now we know what we're doing in life, and we know what we're doing in this podcast. You've seen this film before, haven't you, Richard? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, this. Yeah. So, how, would you like to describe what your feelings are in terms of what you saw in the film? how it is now as a musical stage yeah show. i mean the, the film pro- film itself is it isn't a musical so it's a it's actually a you know a pretty it's a sort of team flick it's one of those sort of films that not everybody 80s, knows about it? Was yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, was like. the, it was late 80s and um it goes into certain detail that they do in the musical version but what i found that the musical did was pull out some of the characters that were maybe on the periphery in the background that may have been referenced a couple of times, but they weren't actually. You didn't go too. You didn't go too far into their lives. You were just focused on the two core characters, really, and and everybody around that, um, and and in a way, I feel that the musical grabbed hold of those those other characters and and made it stronger than the film because I feel that the film was, it's quite linear really because you didn't really. There was no ghost apparitions coming back from once somebody had been killed. There was oh, you mean no, Heather? There, once Heather had been killed or or, or or the boys, you never saw them again. That was it. Oh. So whereas the musical brought them back to add that little bit of humour and add that little bit of questioning I, by the two that were doing the, mm. the killing, it, it helped. It helped. I suppose it's more to, to visually it. see them, Yeah, you know, um, push the narrative and show the conscience of Veronica. Yeah, it was the it was the whole Jiminy Cricket thing. It was the things where there's a good and evil st- stood behind you talking in your ears. It it gave you that impression. Whereas the film didn't really mm. didn't really do that. It just explored it through in the individual characters. You know, most of the and scenes. Also, well, I suppose also um, if you've hired an actress to play Heather and she dies within the first like scene or whatever. <laughs> Then she's going to be twiddling her thumbs yeah. backstage. You yeah, know. she can't go and film another. She can't exactly. go and act in another musical on the same night, can she? No, you know? that's it. Or she's probably sorting out the props or uh, hiring in the uh, costumes for Act Two or something. You yeah. know, when it actually, I think, enhanced those characters and gave them more of a purpose throughout the production and yeah, and added some 
they added a bit more dimension than the film because I think the, the film was almost very very I murder did, spree and that's yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I did try to watch this years ago and then I I just I couldn't. No. Um, there was just something about it that I just didn't particularly take to. I think it's because also there was a lot of other similar films. Like I've seen like yeah. um, Bunny Lake. Is, no, not Bunny Lake is missing. Um, House Bunny. Mm. And there's another couple. Well, they're very similar, aren't they? Everything, it's like the Breakfast Club and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's all that. Same sort of era and uh, that kind of thing. So it's just one of those where I never really talked to it. So I didn't really know the storyline. No. So seeing the musical fresh, uh, yeah, I quite like the fact that they um, once they had died, yeah, they um, they were arisen, yeah, and I, and I think it added so much more than something that was a film because we have seen a few films that get transferred to stage like the Shawshank Redemption, also yeah. by Bill Kenwright yeah. Company, and also Best Marigold Hotel, and and, which, and it doesn't um, always work, and it well neither of them did, they, they for did me. work, but then sets were good, but. But then maybe that was because it was a literal translation from film to stage, whereas... I think a lot of them were just post-it notes. Yeah. Where this felt clearly developed this properly. This felt written to the stage. It's yeah, written exactly. To it was, wasn't it? It, it yeah. wasn't, you know, they used the storyline and the iconography of the characters and the people I that like were in that. it. Iconography. Yeah. But uh, is they, that a new but, word? But yes, my, I'm picking them out today, aren't I? You are. I might put it on a t-shirt. Periphery and iconography. I'm doing good. Periphery? Yeah. I thought it was road to, road to move I, I just mentioned the periphery earlier. Oh, I didn't notice that one. That well, I slipped on it periphery. in without thinking. Anyway, you know, like you say, there's some films that don't translate well, but I think because this had the bare bones of a decent storyline, the film itself, and there was plenty of gaps in the film where it was a little bit like, it's a bit flat as a film. I mean, I don't know what it got on IMDb, but... I've got a feeling it didn't it didn't fare very well in the film stakes. Just because once all the things unravel, it's like, oh, is that it? It doesn't it doesn't make you want to watch the second half of the film almost. Mm. So in terms of the writing then, which we've um, we're sort of waddling through here, mm. was there anything any standout bits which you felt was wrong? If we're talking about the musical, there was standout bits. Well, what else are we going to be talking well, about? Yeah. I mean, I think I I found that a lot of the songs. I know we're not really would were written in in such a way where in the film, for example, the big gay son part mm. was literally a two minute scene. Yeah. Whereas the musical turned into. A big all singing, all dancing yeah. dance number with, with like a, a big uplifting scene, for for a good portion of the second half, and mm. it was like in the first half that in, in the film it was just happened. If, you know, the, if this musical was made like twenty years ago, do you think that scene would have actually existed? That's a good question. That's why I, I don't I, know if I, I know the answer it. to that. Um, maybe because it was in the film. Mm. But it just wasn't a big scene. It was so. Just, would it, it have happened. been a big? It could have. I mean, I think it depends how far. I mean, it's be because it did. The eighties was quite radical, so it would. But also, it, it, was, more, it was stigmatized as well. Yeah, around that time as uh, well. And the thing is, in the theatre world, there's more likely to have took that risk, hmm. whereas in real world, you may may not have done. But on theatre stage you've got more chance to get away with something mm. that tips the balance because that's the whole point of 
theatre which would tip the balance, you know. So yeah. I think, you know. It was a nice scene. It just seemed extremely like. Um, when you do find that, like, especially in this case where two heterosexual guys turn out to be um, homosexuals and their fathers in that sort of a time, they end up being camped out to the max. They yeah. can't just be um, just gay. They have to then start mincing and flouncing around yeah. just to prove it. I mean, I suppose this the, the whole point of that scene is ne- not necessarily that the two that two guys that die are gay because they're not actually they've not actually confirmed that they've actually been. That was been just a rumor. In, yeah, there's the suicide note which mm. Veronica wrote said they were. Yeah, and it actually wasn't have... the two that actually died that that actually knew that. So so it's yeah. it's the product of of a lie basically. Yeah. But in in doing that, the coming out of the two dads mm. comes from that that moment. So it's a it's it's a difficult one because it's all a lot of these things are done based on untruths within the production because of Veronica faking handwriting for mm. anybody, everybody in the room. So it's it's a, it's quite an interesting take on it, isn't it? It was a good scene, but for me, that particular scene, whilst I don't know. I can't remember now if I was expecting it or not, but it just seemed a little too obvious in terms of pushing it. Okay, so now I'm gay. I'm going to start flouncing and wearing like, um, was he wearing a thong or was he wearing rainbow armbands? No, they just did had they actually, rainbow ties. Yeah, but did they about. actually have them as a symbol? I'm, I'm not. Quite I suppose sure we're not really set the time of this production. It doesn't really, you know. I suppose no, probably it, not. Maybe are we looking at it too deep because maybe they did this as a piece to actually lift the production because after the interval and the fact that people start dying they needed to put something in that was a bit showbiz, more jolly exactly. and a bit more showbiz to to break through that so that when there was a further down the, the scenes there was it, it got a bit of humor before mm. you know and it, maybe it just part felt of that as well because obviously when the two um dads and they did share a kiss like the audience went mad mm. like in a good way jolly yeah, yeah, way yeah. And stuff like that and sometimes it, it just when things like that happen for me, I just feel like is it like pushing something? Do you kind of understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get, not, I get not, that. Yeah, I do. I get delivering my message. I do. I get it. Um, I just like, like it's just, been forced. Yeah, I just can see like why forcing they did a it message because... for everyone to accept it now. Yeah, I know. I I just think that with with a musical like this, if you want it to. To, sh- to have a shocking few moments you can't have all of it being deep and depressing so they've got to find some yeah. light in the middle of it you know and and maybe they didn't necessarily think that deeply they just wanted to have a bit of a shock factor that that you know through the lie actually there was a coming out of two two guys that had secretly been seeing each other fishing on fishing trips you know and i think it was <laughs> you know it was acknowledging what happens you know in america because there's I suppose, in a way, the American way of life sometimes is all or nothing. It's like it's kind of a different dynamic to, say, the UK. So when somebody like that comes out, they probably go more hyper than they would. I would just lo- lo- like to see a show where if someone does come out, they don't change. It's just them as they are rather than, than oh, I'm finally free to yeah, no, no, change my voice, go... Yeah. up an octave or just I know. mince I around know. or just be you know 
it's like, oh, but if you didn't, if you don't normally do that, why are you doing it now? That it's just my bugbear. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, I did quite like this, um, the show, and I did, I, I did like that scene. Yeah, no, I'm not not saying that I didn't like it. Because, um, I think the other one, the other scene for me is um, where they made more of the character that um, the school teacher. No, no, well that that as well, but. Um, the one that was being picked on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Martha Dunstall. Or what's her name? I think that's her. Yeah, well, actually, for the musical number, um, there were some great musical numbers in this, but the one that I really liked was the uh, the, the Martha one. Yeah, Martha. When for she me, was about to jump. She had a really great singing voice. Yeah, and 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 I think it was, it was key to... Martha's, Is it key? It was key, yeah. Uh, Martha's character was quite interesting because even though she didn't always say a lot, her reaction and action on stage, she was always there and you could tell she was affected by the things that were being done to her Mm. until she had her moment before, like when she was going to, well, she did jump, but she, she, she was taken, taken to the sort of the end really. And, Mm. and, and and the, but she didn't, she went into a wheelchair, didn't she? She didn't actually, she tried to do it, but she yeah, didn't. she didn't actually go fully end up yeah. dying. But um, but that was basically it, 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 because there's a lot of this production is based on school antics of of bullying. bullies bullying and 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 basically being the top dog, being the, the the you know the class clown, but also being the one that controls everything. And you know it's it's a turf war of you know the Heather's, for example, and stuff like that. So quite right, Heather. Heather, yes, Heather. Right, Heather Platt. Yes. Would you like to talk about the direction now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it was directed well because they did it in small space and everybody had to be involved. There was not really one <laughs> character that... But what I mean is I think by they that, did it well because I was directing in a small space. No, they were directed it in a small space where all the cast had to do all the set changes, all the movement, all the things that were happening on stage there was no cast waiting for a crew member to come on and move stuff it was all done by the people the performers you know Mm. and i think that that helped with this production because it felt like the school was moving around within you like within the on the space and the the cast casually just move set walked off and 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 then the next scenes were happening yeah yeah and they all committed, and everybody knew their place when they were doing dance numbers or movements, and and you know everybody knew where they needed to be. Yeah, it was very slick. Yeah, very, very slick, slick indeed. And they also thought, I also thought it was really clever how when the Heathers actually appeared, you didn't see them at the start. No, you got no introduction to them. It was all about Veronica and her journey until yeah. the Heathers appeared, and it yeah. was, it was, it was your whole Mean Girls entrance, it was all the Legally Blonde moments, it was all the things mm, that you expect yeah, that's it, from yeah. that that entrance of these people. That Easy are, A, that's what I was thinking yeah, of as well. Yeah, Easy, Easy A, A, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's those, those those entrances of, we all knew somebody at school where there was cut above everybody else. It goes else. back to Greece, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it goes back to Greece. And, and those, just the moment where you, you there's an air around somebody when they walk in, it's like you, they're untouchable and mm. you can't ever break that importance of that person in the room and you know i love that entrance yeah i thought it was great because um i, I 
didn't know anything about this play no. going into it as such. Um, but I knew that they were going to appear because they had the three lights. And yes, you got the picture up there. Yeah. And it was like Power Rangers. It was, Green, yeah. red, yeah. yellow. Yeah. And then they came forward. I'm thinking, do you know what they need now is a blue one. Yeah. And then, and then it suddenly clicked. <gasps> oh, Veronica. She's going to be the blue one, isn't yeah. she? And then later on, yeah, she did turn into the blue one. Yeah. And I, I, that made my day, that did. And I think that was key with all the way through the costume-wise. I know we're not really talking about props and costumes yet, but that helped them identify themselves as being the three that you mm. watched and saw. And, and well, it's a striking yeah. image, isn't it? It's, yeah, it it's really is. iconic. Yeah. And also, I mean, you know, it's like it's like Kurt's character, you know, he he was... No, it's not Kurt, sorry. JD's character. Yeah. JD Are we talking was, about direction or character? Yeah, well, I'm just talking about directing the characters, okay, really. Yeah. It was directed in such a way that JD, you always felt he was sinister in the background. He was the shadow. He, he was, was the he shadow, was there, wasn't he? But you... you at first, you couldn't really work him out, and it was only till he delivered some of the songs he had. But he was just there in the room, and you could notice him, but you didn't really know what. Mm. If you've never seen the production before, it put it's like the unnerving bit of this. There's that. There's always that kid in school that's a little bit the awkward, like, the, the starts weird, you know, one. weird one, and and you know yeah, starts destroying friends. stuff, or you know, and and yeah, there's there's always there's it. I think that was the thing for me. It was directed in such a way that every you you could see any school you've been to, you could see all those characters uh, that you've sat in that classroom and seen everybody mm. in that room. Really, you know, you've got the highly intelligent ones. You've got the ones that, are, you know, because Veronica for me shows that you know she she can be manipulated, but she was one of the high high achievers really, and you know. But she's adaptable because yeah. I think she had to be. Um, uh, what do you just say? Manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think she ebbed and flowed with whoever was around her just yeah. to survive. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Survival mode. Yeah, even though she was new... highly intelligent, she to, mm. to fit in, she just had to her change. To, yeah. yeah, adapt. There was quite a lot of um, movement in this as well. Yeah, there did, was. Uh, did they do things with? They did things with books and in the diary, yeah. didn't they? And yeah, that uh, was... was. there any puppets in this one? There wasn't any. No, puppetry, no puppets. Was there? No. no. Yeah, there was a lot of. Um, High energy and the direction was just. I'm just waffling now. So, are we, have we finished talking about the direction? Yeah, we think so. it's a, a brilliantly yeah, yeah, yeah. directed and written yeah. show, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quite like the writing of this one. Nothing stuck out. Not, you know, sometimes I've said they should edit a play or. Um, I don't know why, why that, that was scene in. Or what was in. That in? Yeah. yeah, I know what I, you mean. I, couldn't, I, I sat through this and um, whilst it was new to me, yeah. I wasn't thinking, oh, why that. Was a jar. Yeah, yeah. On reflection now, yeah, and it all was a nicely knitted together script. Yeah, and that was very enjoyable. Well, the... And yeah, I think I agree that of keeping the dead people in because it did add that comedy element. It did. And stuff. It really did. It, it needed that because the the you know to for, to be something that's watchable and fast paced and highly highly sort of colourful and bright mm. and even though there's quite a dark meaning to the production itself, you need yeah. that. You need, you need that, the balance, don't you? You need the balance, but you also almost need that narration behind the scenes of, mm. even if it was a look or a reaction or a, 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 a somebody pulling a face of these three ghosts when they're there, mm. you needed that to to break that moment sometimes, you know, and I think mm. that, that helped. 
it was quite Panto-esque as well when yeah. they made their appearances as dead ghosts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they were becoming the true self in a way. When yeah. they actually became ghosts, they stripped away all the... There was actually a change in the character, and I yeah. think that was well done, where there was no airs and graces. They were just themselves. It mm. was like they'd matured very quickly, and, it, you know, mm. it's, yeah. Moving on to our next segment, as we say we're... Here, here for, for the, the drama. drama. So... Heather. Yes, Heather. Heather Platt. Yes, Heather Lee-Rees. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Heather Lee-Rees. Um, I was going to say that's always a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? But I will <laughs> <laughs> I, I digress. I that. <laughs> right, Heather, let's talk about the Heathers. The, the actual um, actors and the characters. Or the actors. Yeah, playing the characters. Verity Thompson. I mean, as 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 Heather Heather Chandler. Oh, she was cracking. She was just brilliant, stunningly beautiful. She played the wickedness, and um, she just had it down, didn't she? Yeah, it was just done. She had that sass. Yeah, you you were focused on her and her eyes and her presence on stage, and I think that that's so important in that role. Because you've got, it's got to be all eyes on you, and you've got to mm. almost be a Barbie doll. You're that, you're that, you're above everything. You've got to have that air about you that she definitely you know, had. She attitude. really did. She did really did put it in the right way. Excuse me. Well, you know, put it about <laughs> in the right way. Put it, you're making it worse. How about you put it and about I think in the for right me, way? Heather Duke and Heather Dumstock. Um, Dumstock. Yeah, Dunstock. Dunstock. Yeah, Dunstock. Oh no, no, that's Martha, that's Martha Dunstock. Oh, let me say that again. McNamara. Hello, Heather McMahon. It's because it would look like an M, not H. You look like an M, not an H. Well, oh, no. Heather McNamara and Heather Duke. Yes. They were perfectly cast. Um, and who played them? Um, that was uh, Billy Bowman and Elise Zavu. And which one played which? Billy played Heather McNamara and. Um, and Elise played uh, Heather Duke. Okay, yes. So I think they were almost equally like the the they they had the air and grace about them, but they were just slightly behind mm. Heather Chandler. It was just that like we're not there yet because we're not the top dog, mm. but we're we want to be, and we're we're soon to push her out of the way if she's uh, if if Heather Heather Chandler's trips, it's like we'll we'll, we'll jump in a place quick, and, as quick as you can snap your fingers. And also, um, because we're now used to seeing those kind of um, mean girls, yeah, um, shall we say, uh, they're sort of caricatured, aren't they? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, Heather McNamara, she's chomping at the bit because she's second into command, waiting yeah. to take over. Yeah. And obviously, Heather Duke is a dumb one. Yeah. Well, she's not really dumb, but no. she's a bit. She's the third one. The reason why she's the third one is because she, she's a little bit naive and yeah. a bit. She'll go with the flow, really. So, is it any wonder that she ends up being the first one to um, uh, succumb to the good side? It's the pack mentality as well, mm. isn't it? It's like that whole they they they're stuck together so that nobody can penetrate the 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 circle. Almost, it's like. That they don't want to. That they, they they are the top of the of the of the whole class basically of the of the school. You know. Yeah. That. They've all got the place and they all know it. Yeah. 
Victoria doesn't know where she fits. And they, whereas, whereas, no, Veronica. Uh, oh, Veronica. Veronica, Not Victoria. yeah, Victoria, no. Uh, Why Veronica, do I, think Victoria? I don't know. Well, um, whereas they see Veronica as a potential someone to use her skills to help them mm. achieve their, their aims, really. And that was, that's really what they, they're users. They'll pick on somebody because they, you know, they'll befriend them just to use them, really. And I think that was. Because even though even though Veronica was welcomed into the group, she still wasn't really the top the mm. top three because she, you know. Yes. And um, I thought all three of them, well, four of them, let's say the four Power Rangers here, they all gave uh, smashing performances. Yeah, they really did. To be fair, who, who, and um, who played um, Veronica? Veronica was Jen. Jen sorry, Veronica was Jenna Innes. Jenna is it Innes? Innes. Innes. Jenna Innes. Is she? Yeah. In what? She's Innes. I know she's in this. <laughs> what else is she in? <laughs> she's in this. Is she in this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think all, all four of them did a great job. I mean, Jenna, Jenna held it together because she was the narrator from the start, really, all the way mm. through, which I think helped compared to... Because films, you you don't have to fill the gaps, whereas with a, a production on stage, to get the audience up to speed, you sometimes have to actually step away from the cast. To act. I find it useful when you have that, that little bit of narration just to fast-forward you to where you need to be. You know, mm. just, they don't need to always have the preamble of the start of the production where, you you know, on a, fi a film, you'd probably see all the scenes that you need to see to set the scene, whereas this... You just need somebody to tell you, and then bang, we're mm. off into the into the production. And I think that that worked really well with this. Absolutely, I think all I think it was really well cast as well. Yeah, you've got uh, JD. He was yeah. uh, brilliantly portrayed by. He was um, Jacob Fowler, and I've seen Jacob uh, Fowler. Uh, yeah, and I um, I saw a different different JD in uh, in London. Um, was he with Coke? Yeah, it's crazy to say. <laughs> And the thing is, I think they cast them really well for the for the JD character because she needs somebody dark, moody, and mm. and and has got a similar presence, but understands their character, you know. Mm. And I think that that matters. But he looked the part as well. Yeah, he did. He did. You know. He had that emo sort of dark, darkness. brooding, yeah. psychopathic. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. It's you know you have to stand out in in a different way and. And just, just be on stage and and. Draw. I think I've just insulted the actor by I saying don't think he, you have. he looks psychopathic. No, <laughs> no, I don't think you have. I think it's the intensity. You can't, you can't always <laughs> yeah. show that without. You have to understand the intensity you're showing. You know, he portrays because he's he's actually well, quite like manipulative, but in such a calm way. You know. Mm. Yeah, and um, it was great uh, performances by the. Um, the ensemble, I suppose, like the yeah. teacher. She was great. Yeah. When she had her moment, she was very um, in her teacher-esque, spiritual-esque sort of um, art teacher, that sort of yeah. um, hobo sort of, a, uh, I don't know what, come the descriptive words, just yeah, I know what you mean. But, know you know, what you mean. Yeah. Very yeah, bohemian. Here, very, yeah, bohemian, yeah, 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 yeah here, yeah, there, yeah. and everywhere. She was brilliant. I will and, say um, Professor Trelawney, but that you won't even get that re reference. Cause Straight was, over my head. Yeah. It's a Harry Potter reference. Oh, God. But, no. But it was a very similar teacher style, a very dream world ethereal, like, 
just yeah, in their own yeah, little yeah. world. A- again, know. that could be stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the two dads now. They weren't just two dads. They were the people that were um, the extra students, and they doubled up for quite a lot of roles. Yeah, there was there was like obviously Mr. Mrs. Sawyer at one point. Then you know, yes, there was that. There was the Veronica's parents, and that's then, right. You know, and and he, he jumped around being the coach, being that's what, the coach, um, just being different. The principal as well when mm. they were in the school, and you know, he had all the all the iconic things, but they were played by. Part of people in the ensemble because and who are the actors' names? Um, there was Connor McFarlane and Jay Bryce, and then Katie Payne was the was the teacher. Right. Well. Okay. So those three, yes, yeah. they doubled up quite a lot. Yeah. Or, and also, yeah. just to mention that actually in the cast, what you don't always realise is there is actually a couple of other others that can actually do those roles as well because in a in a long running tour, you need the versatility of some of the other cast members. Undercovers. Undercovers. Not undercovers. Uh, yeah, um, understudies, understudies that can actually do those roles because. Do you um, have undercovers for the understudies? Yeah, just undercovers. to make sure that who, they're doing it right. The understudies, the understudies. The undercovers. Yeah, the undercovers. What about the overs? They're too far gone, they yeah, are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're over it. They're over it. Yeah. I, oh. um, and and I think that's the key thing when you look at the cast as a whole. When you see the whole team perform, you look around going, actually, they could be Kurt and Ram as well, and they could be, you know, you, yeah, even, you were, like you were you seeing could, double, yeah. But it, it, but they blend it well. Where when you've got the full cast on stage, they've all got ident- individual looks that then make them just look like a bigger school, really, yeah. of different people. So it, yeah, it was quite it works good, really well. noticeable that. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, what I would say about those three that doubled up a lot. Yeah, is the fact that each character that they portrayed was completely different. Yeah, it was how they walked, how they yeah. moved, how they spoke as well. Yeah. So and it was, was obviously like different as well. Yeah, uh, what well, I mean, again, yes, they had to be, but yeah, it was um, noticeably different. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was another character. Oh yes, of course, Martha, yeah. the downtrodden one. Yeah. You know, um, I, I've already pinpointed her brilliant singing ability but she had a subtle stage presence with all this going on yeah you knew she was there yeah you knew she was picked on like you, you, and you said knew she was cowering away and hiding but you still she never hid for on the stage you could still see her you knew she was yeah and she just had this like um pretty face yeah. and she I, why an innocence she, as well and like you but know also it's like why it, it's strange in a way because she was cast for singing voice and for acting ability, but yet she's been picked on, and I don't get why. Because she's quite, she's a really who's who's the actress? Because she's um, quite pretty. Martha what? Kingsley Job Kingsley Morton Kingsley Morton. Yeah, she was just wonderful. Yeah, she was. And she, I wouldn't ever think that you know, looking by her, looking at at her. No, not at all. Like, well, why would anybody want to pick on her? But Unless she it was portrayed be- it well. I think. I think the thing is, though, even if, even if you are a diamond in the rough, people will still pick on somebody. And if you if you show any hint of, of letting that in, people capitalize on it. But I, do, I wondered, like, with like, the makeup or anything, like, would they have made it look odd or look ugly or do you know what I mean? Like, give it a reason. I mean, she looks very close to what was in the film. Oh, does she? Yeah, so she she wasn't she wasn't she wasn't a, an ugly like kid in the school really. So it wasn't 
it, but but she was definitely different to a lot of others, you know. So mm. so maybe they did more to just because you know, even glasses gla- wearing glasses at school was bad enough. Oh you know, God! I went oh, through I'm all that. Triggered. Yeah, ginger big ears and big glasses. Let's face it, I had bottle bottom glasses. That don't bring bring it on, you know. Oh God! Got wonky teeth. Glasses, fat, just ginger. Let's face just, it. Well, I didn't have a beard then. No, I just had ginger hair. Yeah, I didn't have ginger hair. I just had a... I've got a ginger beard, but not... But I, got oh, I could drink a ginger beer at the moment. Have you got Oh, ginger ale. I, I, was, I actually have bought that. Oh, Jameson's whiskey Yeah. with lime and ginger ale. Now we're talking. Ginger beer. Mm. Oh, went yeah. down a treat. Yeah. Anyway, enough of JD. That's... Oh, Coke. Yeah, anyway. Right, uh, so... Um, okay, we've done the actors. Brilliant. We haven't. Um, Oh, oh, who are we missing? How can you miss Ramon Kerr? <gasps> oh my God! Stephen, oh. what is wrong with you? I'm joking. I'm saving the very best till last. How can you miss Morgan Jackson oh. and Alex Woodward? I miss them very much. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them a lot too. Oh, well, okay. So this was a great surprise to me because I had no idea... I mean, you did. You already seen it. I couldn't tell Stephen what was going to happen Richard because was I, celebrating. You know, he, uh, I was just going to see on the two more very handsome gentlemen wearing just a pair of pants on stage Tight for half of the pants. production. They were. I mean, can you actually get pants like that? Well, they they were they got some support in them, haven't they? They must have been like um, welded straight into the gusset. Yeah, they must have been because there was definitely no movement. There was, there was no jiggling about at all. There wasn't. I bet you were gutted about that, weren't Double they? pants. See, this is you trying to buy the front of my seat. I told you, and we did do it. Anyway, look, we're becoming perverted. There was a, there was enough distance between us and the stage this time. We didn't manage to get front row. Well, what were we going to fill it with? <laughs> no, we couldn't get climb onto stage. We were too far away, weren't we? You'll be end up getting restrained. This way. Come on then. That's what you said. <laughs> so yes, they played wonderful um, caricatures of two jocks. Yes, they did. And they played it well. They were your typical grease jocks that. Greasy were... jocks. Greasy jocks. <laughs> They were, typical, they were lovely greasy jocks they on stage. Got, yeah, they were your typical T-birds. No, not T-birds. No, that's no they weren't T-birds. No, they were um, just, just... They were just, just your typical high school jocks that <clears throat> that spent more time looking playing good, sport playing and sport. looking good than actually learning anything or, you know, mm. having much intelligence. So they were, they were all style over substance. There wasn't much going off in their brains. There was more going off in the pants. And on that bombshell, who played them? Is it, well, I did mention that earlier, but I think you've just blurred out, you know. It was Morgan Jackson and Alex Woodward. Sorry, I thought they were the uh, characters' names. So, um, no, Ram Sweeney. And, Ram Sweeney. And Kurt Kelly. And who played who? Uh, Ram was played by Morgan and uh, Kurt was played by Alex. Which one was the tall one? That's Kurt. So that was Morgan. Oh, no, it is Ram. Hold on, hold on. You're going into your black book? Maybe. Morgan and Alex. Alex, Alex played. <laughs> and Alex. <Yeah>. And 
Yes, I bet you, you did. Morgan. Just the tip. So Alex played Ram. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex was the tall one. Played Ram, and uh, it was Morgan who had a lot of the um, athleticism because he was the one that had to um, jump and somersault. Um, mind you, they both played dead, but however, he was the one that was. Um, if I remember rightly, doing a lot of acrobatics. Yeah, there was a lot of physicality with their roles. I think it was there were being the typical high school jocks where there were like mates, mates, mates. There was a lot of bro this and a bro that. They were pushing each other out of the way a lot and fighting over the same girl, really. Throwing and, and, and catching things. And, and when somebody would push them out of the way, they'd both fall to the floor and skid across the floor and stuff mm. like that. So so there was a lot of movement in their, <clears throat> in their like characters, really. Yeah, but I think the Morgan was the one that actually did a lot more of the um, high demanding stuff. Yeah, if yeah. I remember rightly. Um, <clears throat> yes, and their storyline, if we haven't said already, was the one where they were trying to get Veronica alone for a kiss, or a well, bit they were more. basically both the village bikes, really, because they'd probably had All of them. most of the school, really, weren't they? But, well, was know. one of them interested in Heather Chandler? Was it Ram? Yeah, there was also the storyline with Martha, where you know when they were when they were younger. Oh, of course. When yes. they were when they were in like preschool, they they both like were holding hands and stuff like yeah. that. So there was a room went joke, room in, yeah, room that in. she still fancied him. Yeah. Oh, she fancied um, Kurt. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And then, um, what the storyline is that um, she shoots him? Well, basically, the storyline is that. Um, they both, they both in in they 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 get Veronica on her own. Um, the Heather's take take Veronica to to a a, a field at night and basically um so that's hand her on a plate. Dark, isn't hand, it? It's like, yeah, they hand her on a plate to <clears throat> Kurt and Ram to basically rape her, rape her. You know, within in in the old in the in the in the really dark sort of school. Mentality mm. to try and you know to just control her in a way, and and it it ends up being she manages to get away from that, and that's when JD has, gives I, the idea gives the idea of basically back again. yeah get like let's, let's get them back, but you know then it starts getting even darker at this point. Due to them, what he did to um, Heather, yes, yeah, because Veronica wanted to have them in their pants. That's how they died in their pants. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, uh, they, were, they basically got lured back to the same area, um, and Veronica made it clear that she wanted to spend time with them, you know, and they started stripping in front of her, and that's when they both lost their lives, and uh, and and they unfortunately were in the pants for the whole rest of the production. How your heart sank. Oh, it's to the thing. I just <laughs> thought, where's the rest of their costume? I don't think you thought that at all. It's like, why did they have costumes at all? No, I think I wished I'd worked in the costume department at that point. Richard, I don't know what to do with you. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, you just wanted to be the fluffer. <laughs> We're not putting that in. Oh, my giddy aunt. Oh, God. <laughs> Those 40-plus subscribers are going to be, like, unsubscribing. It's like, what the hell are we listening to here? Look, anyway. you'd, you'd take the wife once home and wash them, wouldn't you? Let's face it. 
One speechless. Buddy's going to get the pencil. Oh my god. <coughs> What's that? You're, doing? You're, You're being very bold again. here. Are you on your phone? Are you on your phone again? You're calling Ariel, aren't you? <laughs> oh. I'm going to Lenore that comment. Okay. Just get some flash out. Right. Let's put. Let's get it. Look, I don't now know. Now our minds have wandered. It's you. Right, okay, so. They had brilliant parts. They did. They they uh, they played their parts really well. Anyway, so, yes, going back to Heather, Heather Chandler, she died, obviously, this is in the, the script that she dies in her yeah. bedroom in her pyjamas, so she spends the rest of the year playing in her pyjamas well, just to clear that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, and just to add to that, the these all these these sort of murders happen in the film so it's the same same structure of the you know it's just yeah. the dramatic changes they stay on stage as part of the production right then um props and costumes let's touch upon these yeah. for a little bit because sometimes we forget them their costumes do seem to be in the 80s i suppose in a but way even if it was current day mind you did they have mobile phones that would be a big giveaway but they didn't have mobile phones. No, so, however, so. it probably And in a way, I'm glad they don't, because in in some ways it... It, it spoils a lot it, spoils, it, it can spoil it, because you go too deep when it actually needs that taken away. But, I mean, some, you, you can't really tell these days about period pieces with costumes, especially if it's something from the 80s, because people wear all sorts of riffraff these days. Yeah, and... It, it, and they think it's good, mind you. You know, like yeah, and it was clearly a school. The eighties glasses are coming back, it, aren't they? Yeah, it was they also clearly a school. That, it was a, clearly a high school that didn't have a uniform, as such, as in mm. there was no standard uniform for everybody to wear. It was it was almost what they decided to wear. Yeah, and the Heathers they wore their uniform, yeah. colour coded uniform. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Which also you saw Veronica end up having a. Same style yeah. of uniform as well. One bit on the costume which was quite good, good was when, when Heather Chandler died and um, yeah, when Heather McNamara became the top dog. Yes. Um, she had a re- she had basically a, a oh she had a quick reveal a oh quick my reveal. goodness I she forgot had about the that. same yes. costume. She had she had Heather Chandler's um, iconic red um, costume underneath her uh, green. green one, mm. and they just ripped it away, and you saw you saw her change on stage, and Instantly. that was it was done really well because it came out of nowhere, and that's that's mm. the key thing for. for was that, that a key thing? The key thing. Another key thing. But yeah, props wise, I mean everything was 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 recognizable as American high school style things, and I feel that. The bedroom scenes and the prop scene, the props used. Yeah, the, the prop the, scene. The, the prop scene. The, the bedroom scene felt instantly like either uh, JD's bedroom or Veronica's bedroom. Sorry, it was JD when JD went into the bedroom. That felt it wasn't no. It was it, it was JD's, JD's wasn't flat. It? Yeah, it, it was, was JD's it was bedroom. His, it was right, yeah. the first time. So well, yeah, he was JD's bedroom where it was literally a mattress on the floor and skanky and skanky and then you had Heather Chandler's bedroom which was plush and high, nice plush and, and pink and you yeah. know on all the things you probably wouldn't have expected because you were thinking she's quite hard faced and actually mm, she's got a, a pink mm. pink girly bedroom and but like and, yours yeah my line yeah I think it it, <laughs> um, it helped that those scenes looked how they needed to as well for for the even plate, like the whole, yeah I mean even for like the, even like the front of the like the the garden scene in the in the house, it was really 
unexpected for the for the parents at, at Veronica's mum parents' house, and it was just you know very simple set. Oh, when they were playing croquet. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it, those those it, it was that it was, was all done in the same space, well, and it all it? felt yeah. iconic. You knew where we were going around the stage because of the things mm. that they were changing around them. And like the the funeral, like the uh, the funeral, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was still the same space, and they just pulled some gates in to make it look like it was a, a, a funeral yeah, they, parlor. Yeah, did they have an open coffin? No, did they have coffins? No, they had two, a big long table Tables with and covered uh, it with, with, with and pictures. pictures on it. Yes, but it was. But they had the um, the canteen chairs, didn't they? And they turned yeah. them round for, yeah. uh, or was it not chairs? No, it was bar. Um, it was the bleachers. Yeah, it was like the, the bleachers. Yeah, as in like the long still, benches. The benches. That's yeah. it. Bleachers. Yeah, or did that's you mean you called the bleachers at the back of a in high school? I'll just call them benches. Yeah, I know. Do you? Yeah. How do you know? I do. How do you know that I know what do I know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do do You don't know note. Right then. Oh, you just touched your mug. Is that coffee time? It will be. Shall we finish this? Yeah. Have we finished it? We've done this bit. Yeah. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, what the tech is this? Technical things now, Richard. This is your domain. Dominion. Well, that was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, to, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was actually quite simply lit in the in the old. It was good lighting. It was good lighting, and there there was a lot of use of even the frosted glass. They had different coloured lights behind them, so for different scenes, they they just changed the mood of the entire room by having. Mm-hmm. different colours or different this or different that. Did and you notice, did they have um, colours colour-coordinated to the heather, each heathers? Yes. Was that a thing? Yeah, that was always a thing. And when they stood on stage in certain areas, they had their colour to enhance their costume mm. because it made, made them more iconic because they they almost glowed on stage in a way. They were like, you know, there was, there was mm. definitely a presence all the time. And little things like, you know, we talk about set as well, and I suppose we didn't really talk about Martha when she when she was on the bridge. Yeah. They simply lifted the back back drapes out and put a completely clear drape in instead, and just lit it blue to make it feel like she was on a bridge above the audience. And it was oh, and it was very I simple. Forgot that. with the where she sat dangling her legs off the actual yes. walkway, and it didn't. It, it it was very simply done, but actually it looked just like it needed to mm. for that scene. You know, so there was a you know there was a lot of shadow lighting yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, not in terms of just the the coloured lighting but for the darker scenes they played with uh, some of the shadows yeah but in, in they didn't use there's no projections in um, this no. there was no it was all done with natural shadows thrown by the cast and but and also things, when there know. was in jd's apartment yeah and there was like uh either getting it on or just asleep yeah they had the light shining through the bedroom yeah and windows it, and, and it was just enough to feel like it was real even though you'd, you'd literally gotten everything open on stage and you mm. just got that's it so yeah i think i don't know what to think now well, think of the music as well because it's not just about i mean the, we've um, not even touched on the songs have we no but we can do because this is yeah put it here i mean I'm obsessed with the soundtrack now, and oh, you, you are, know, are you? Yeah, I think for me, for you, to you, to me, to me, I think each song equally adds another dimension to it because they don't seem to throw anything away. You know, some musicals you, you have songs that you forget very quickly. Um, oh well, what do you mean, Titanic? Yeah, and uh, and um, 
like treason that I'd not long seen. You, you, it's very difficult to remember everything because it just feels like not really. I, we touched upon this when we did not King and I. What was it? South South Pacific. Yeah. South Pacific. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Because you only know some of the catchy ones, but the yeah. rest is like I can't remember them. Whereas I said before, the Book yeah. of Mormon, I know them all. Yeah. Now because and it's very, like it's like if I say candy store to you now. You know, the entrance of the Heathers when they're doing Candy Store. Get me to the Candy and, Store. Yeah. And it was like... That was a different song. No, that's the opening, the one they come out to. Get me to the Candy Store. Yeah. Is that... I thought that was something like um, like a R&B song. No. It's in this. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, I know that one then. Freeze Your Brain, JD. I mean, that, that song for me is brilliant. You know, it says I might a lot have about to his listen character. to the soundtrack again. Yeah, I mean, I love his God as well. That 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 sort of t- turns the whole production to for something very dark, because it's basically saying we'll we'll kill to make the world better, and and there's a lot of it just turns the whole thing. Yeah, I suppose it's like um, the Blood Brothers. Yeah, um, for me, they were nice. They never stood out, but there was like one or two, like yeah. Tell Me on a Sunday, that stood out because yeah, it was yeah, quite exactly. pivotal. Uh, the one that stood out for me wasn't like the candy store one, although I do remember that one. It was the one where Martha was singing it up on the thing. I think yeah. that's because uh, it, um, it probably touched something deep within that I just don't know what. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Beautifully. Yeah, I think for me, I, I mean, it's 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 quite oh, the, the, the gay com- the gay coming out one as well. Yeah, that was my a, big gay song. The big yeah, that was a fun one. And I I think for me, for you, for me a lot for me. Um, self, self, self. I think it's interesting because the music style's quite, I'd say, emo, quite paramore, quite. It's, it's written in a. It's a certain you make up words. time. No, as in, no, the the paramore. actual paramore's a band. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's also playful with the words. You know, when you know each each song feels like, even though this production's quite dark, some of the songs are quite happy and jolly, and you're thinking actually someone's going to get murdered now. And mm. it's actually it's like it's all there's quite a few misdirects in some of the songs where, you know, and a little bit like with Book of Mormon, it's a similar style in in the sense of you're singing something and you're thinking actually we're singing something quite dark here, <laughs> but it's quite happy and jolly, and it's you know, it's that it's that di- misdirection that makes you go, oh hello, we're going we're going somewhere different here. This mm. is not gonna, you know, like Martha's song says she's being quite nice and you. You think, oh, she might not jump, and then she jumps, and it's like it, it's it's that, mm. you know, seventeen at the end, which just almost brings everything back together, and 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 almost reflects on the fact that they just want to be seventeen. They don't want to be adults. That's they right, want to yeah. actually enjoy their 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 coming their of age mode yeah. years, rather than rather than getting dark and and depressing and and you know. And letting the outside influences affect them, and I think that that says a lot. It was a it was a lovely score, yeah, beautifully played, yeah, as well. Fits perfectly with the whole time period and everything. It's not, you know, yes. nothing's di- di- nothing's different, you know. And like you said about Titanic, this one's oh, God. completely different in the fact that there's a storyline, there's <laughs> a focus, there was. there's, a, there's it something. Was, it was a lovely you know, script, lovely music. Yeah, you can easily watch it more than once. It's one of those productions that that you can you can take something else from it once you watch it. It's not very syncable, this, is it? 
No, it's, it's not done. sinkable. It's, this one is. This one's quite. Survived. This one's bobbing around in this, the water this while is others are bobbing about. Yeah. It's actually gets to the destination. It does this? Of this a good viewing experience. Yeah, it does, exactly. It makes you want to go back the other way as well. It's certainly not a red Ellen. Oh, oh no. we mustn't dwell on the past. No, <laughs> no. not now. Not now. When do we have some breaks? This is like I feel like this is the third season. This I know. is like the third season of Upstage Downstage. The return. The return. And now it's time for our Rewind Rewatch. Rewind Rewatch. Heather Platt, what are you going to watch again? I'd watch it all, but I, you know, two two of my favourite scenes are. I mean, there's Freeze Your Brain, and there's also. Um, there is. I love his God. They're the two scenes for me that I, you know, they're. I'd, I love I'd, his like, God. Which one's that? It's the one when Kurt and Ram get killed. Oh. <laughs> Was that a funny one? Game changer. Was that a funny one? You know the bit. <laughs> Kurt and Ram get get shot. Yes, but I can't remember the song. I need to. I love his God. I love his God. Yeah. For myself, I would say that I would love to revisit probably two scenes. The uh, Martha, yeah, singing, which I've established. I've already said. Um, I, I thought she had a beautiful singing voice. Yeah. You know, she's just wonderful. I love her. Um, and um, although I've slated it, I'd say the gay one, the gay scene, because that I'm was gay quite song. jolly, it was quite good, and it was quite funny. Yes, no, I, I like that. Um, but obviously, I, I said my bit. So, there we are. Moving on to our final segment, as we say... Call this a show! Summary, would you like to... Summary! Would you like to summarise this for summarize. our viewers? Yes, let's not go into that language. Why not? Well, because we'll be done. What? For cultural appropriation. No, we can't do that now. No, we can't. I can only do it when I'm on the stage doing it. Oh, right, you thespian. Yes. But that's for my show, not yours. Selfish. Anyway, anyway. Snap out of it. <laughs> Why do why do we do why do we do share? Have you listened to Cher's new Christmas song? Of course, I've got it on vinyl, and you know, <laughs> I've had it vinyl. I hate, I love her old ones, her old songs that she does, that she copied. Well, not the old one. Um, it takes me back to the Geffen years. Is this run, going on the podcast? Before, probably, I <laughs> podcast extra. <clears throat> um, but the what the tunes she does, like "Angels in the Snow," or the ones that are a bit like. Believify, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, jangly voice when she does that. It's like, stop doing that, share, stop I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, you've done that. Don't milk it. You've got a great voice. You don't need to be messing your voice up with songs like that. Stick to what you know. It, so, yeah, because they end up sounding like like really crap RuPaul songs. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like production wise, you know, go back to your. your Are we summarise? Yes, I'm waiting for you. Oh, yeah, well, you were just summarise. Summarise. Some of eyes, some of eyes, some of eyes, some of not. <laughs> look at your eyes, look at your eyes. No, what about, talk about this show, Heather Platt. Um, it, for me, it was just a great production, and I'd easily watch it again. And I think there's a darkness to it, and I think all all productions need some sort of twist and turn because they can be quite linear and and there's too many things you can expect what's going to happen. Whereas this one, it's just good because it it does keep you on the edge. You see it a little bit. Because you can feel the intensity. The you word know. you're looking for is surprise. Ta-da! Right, this is your lead, Heather speaking. <clears throat> Heather Rees. Heather Rees. Heather Rees. It's funny when people say Mr. Rees. It's like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, Heather Rees is saying, 
What's this bit? Oh, Sunrise. That's a really good show. Really good. Yeah. Uh, all the audiences were, they knew exactly what this show was about. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. some of them were dressed up in, 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 in like it. You know how you go to in Rocky Horror. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were some girls dressed up in the, um, the uniforms. There was a few, saw a few Veronica's uh, in the room. Yeah, there were. It was really fun. It mm. was really good. It was a nice storyline. I liked the storyline. Yeah. And it did, it had trigger warnings out there, which I was like, yeah. really? I understand why. Yeah, yeah exactly. But again, I quite like I think like because the... when it's presented like it's High School Musical and then it really isn't, it's very oh, easy to... i that show. But it's Is very it like easy to... Yeah, it's, mm. it's like Glee and all those things and you they haven't got these dark storylines well... and you could easily sit and watch and go, you know, yes, things outside of Glee have happened, but, you yeah. know, not necessarily on... In it, but I think that's the that's different with this because it goes there, and I think that's that's the difference, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of skirting around those subjects in in other similar style productions, you know. Well, thank you for clearing that up for my summary. Well, I hope you uh, took your medicine. But I like this show. It was um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable, well written, well acted. I like the songs that I can remember. I do know I need to go back over this soundtrack again because it, was, it wasn't one that I wanted to avoid, put it that way. I think it reminds me of Into the Woods. Yes, very much so. It's I like very heavy songs. in word and it's very, you know. But, I mean, the, the great composer, um, Sondheim, Sondheim um, I was trying to think what his name was. Mm, it's mine. <clears throat> he nicked it. But um, the difference with Into the Woods is um, it's difficult for me to pinpoint the songs. Yeah. Whereas Company, I get them more. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it, it's like that. It was good, but it's individually. I can't remember the titles of them. Like, yeah, but yeah. Um, so that's that. Is that it? That's have it. we actually done We've it? We've done it. We've have done it. We, have we covered all bases? We're back here? in the room. We're back on it. I feel like we've missed something out. Well, so there we are. So there we are. Scores then, please, for Heather's the Musical. On a scale of one to ten, with ten being surviving the Heathers and one being dead in my pants for eternity. What are you going to give it? It can only be a 10 out of 10. Oh. And I'm, do you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed this as a, as a virgin Heather. Yep. What's your colour? Well, it'll have to be white. Are you going to be a white Heather? I'm a virgin Heather. You're a white Heather. All right, Heather. All right, Heather. Heather. I'm a virgin to this show. I have to put that in, obviously. <laughs> like a virgin seen for the very first time. I'm all white. All white. <laughs> all white, innit? What colour would you be, Heather? Purple. Heather Platt. Purple. Purple Platt. Purple Platt. Heather Purple Platt. Yeah. Not Heather Purple Head. <laughs> <laughs> or is that when you see the jocks? That's for Curtin Rams. That's Curtin Rams job. Curtin Rams. I thought you said Curtin Rams. So <laughs> <laughs> what curtains are these? I opened my curtain rams. No, we're not talking about your curtains anymore. That was another show. Please just close your curtains. If you're going to be um, purple. Depends what the colour of your carpet is. We also will be purple. <laughs> Look, we've lost it now. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh? A slow clap. A pleasant applause. Or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'm going to give it a well and truly deserved standing ovation. Ooh. 
I'm going to give this a very merry, happy applause. Do you have a happy applause? What is it? Pleasant applause. Pleasant applause. Oh, it's been that long. It's going to be pleasant and happy. It's been a while. It's been a while. Crocodile. So there we are. That's our discussion of Heather's The Musical. We hope you found it insightful. If not entertaining, stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. Was it good or not? Oh, it was. Um, well, say it. <laughs> Would you like a dictionary? Get me a blue outfit. I want to be the fourth Heather. <laughs> I'm just going to say Heather today, gone tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bad one. That sounds, yeah, it sounds bad. Just pause. You're dead. Your mic's too far away. Oh, is it gone too far yeah. away? It's like pointing at your, your forehead, not, you, not your mouth. It's my third eye. We got it right. 1988. Oh, you can get back into normal. Um, it's really hard, isn't it? It is. Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking, talking, talking. One, two, three, four, five, six. A bit more than that. A bit more? Oh, you keep talking. Yeah, one. That's a, that's a bit too loud, Stephen. That was a Muppet one, that was. Hurdy gurdy gurdy gurdy. Okay, so can you hear me now? On today's episode, we'll be discussing Heather. Based on the 19... Based on the 1988 court hit of the same name. Hit, I said. Not hit. Based on the 1988 court hit of the same name with book... Music... Heather's a musical is directed by Ang... So, Stephen, what's it all about? Well, I don't know. I can't find my page. Welcome to Westerberg High. And her dreams of popularity may become true. What have you written here? And her dreams. I should just get rid of her dreams. But when she joins the beautiful and... You tell me that it's bloody waffle gabbed. What's all this but about? It might kill to be a nobody. But is it murder... Is... But it's made to be some being somebody. You can't even say that without really no, going all makes over sense. the houses. In what realm? But she joins the beautiful and impossibly cruel Heathers. But when she joins. But when she joins the beautiful and impossibly cruel Heathers, comma, her dreams of popularity may finally come true. Yes, get some grammar in here. Mysterious teen rebel DJ JD teaches her that it might kill to be a nobody. But it's his murder being somebody. Right, okay. Yeah? All it needed was a bit of grammar.
It might kill to be a nobody, but it is it. But it is murder being a somebody. I've trifled that one. Mysterious teen rebel, JD. I want to say DJ. Hello. Mysterious re- mysterious teen. What, what are you looking at your phone for? Find somebody's post. Well, just read. Shh. 